0: It's Wake Up Wyoming, with Glenn Woods.
1: 6.06
2: the time, it is a... Let's make sure here. We're on a Wednesday here. Yep, over the hump we go. It's cold outside. Let's wake up my Now, by cold, some of you out there are in the negative numbers. Most of you are even in the either in the positive numbers like single digits. Where I am, it's like 15 degrees right now. I actually got up this morning and was walking out to my car and decided not to warm it up because that's ah, 15 degrees out. That lets you know. How cold it got over the previous weeks, negative numbers, I mean, sometimes brutal negative numbers. If I get up and I look outside and go, ah, 15 degrees, nothing, I got this, not a big deal. And when 20 degrees starts feeling really warm, then you know what kind of temperatures we've been through. All right, so out of all of the things, and man, do I have a full schedule to... It it just it's overwhelming what I have enough news to go through till the end of the week. If nothing else happened in news, which is not possible, I have, as Limbaugh used to call it, his stack of stuff enough to get through. But this, I think, is probably nationally one of the most important ones to take a look at. So let's go to Chicago, where Mayor Lori Lightfoot is out. And she was pretty emotional about not Winning, It was one of those things. The vote was split so many ways because there were so many candidates running against her. I think it also had to do her loss because she tried to, in order to win, gaslight people. We've seen this before with politicians. Our current president is one of those. Uh, president Obama was another one. Constantly just gaslighting people, hoping, hoping that they don't know any better. She even tried to convince people, well, we're spending more money on police. We're taking guns off the street. Our, our streets are safer. Nobody was buying into anything that she said, or I should say very few people were. So here's part of the story in front of me. Chicago former mayor, Lori Lightfoot, Democrat, lost her reelection bid Monday night. Critics celebrating the end of her term. Under Lightfoot, the story says Chicago has seen soaring crime, which became a theme for her opponent's criticism. Homicides rose to the highest number in 25 years, outpacing crime ridden places like New York City and Los Angeles. Well, if you want to be number one, I mean... I... Through her tenure, Mayer has been blasted for her poor relationship with law enforcement... She's saying we're hiring more law enforcement. Law enforcement's leaving Chicago. The opposite of that was true. City's department lost a significant number of officers in recent years, and crime went up. Plus, she just looked creepy. I mean, it was just that alone. I mean, I wouldn't vote for her just based on the Adams family lineage that she seems to carry with her. Or maybe the Munsters. You pick one. Life would face challenges from eight other candidates in the mayoral race, but failed to make the runoff after finishing the election in third place. I'm surprised she did that well. Chicago public Schools CEO and budget director will face off against the Crook County. I'm sorry. I said Crook County. Cook County. There needs to be an R in there, honestly. Board of Commissioners, uh, No candidate passed 50% because so many were running. After the mayor's defeat, critics wasted no time expressing their pleasure on Twitter that she is now just out. Now, here's, and we can dig in a little bit more to her than we should, but what I hope is that whoever replaces her is at least in some way better. Kind of like looking at New York New York's gone through a series of bad mayors. And every time they replace a mayor, the person that steps up into the new position is no better. In fact, sometimes even worse. All right, so then it goes through um, political analysts talking about all of this. Uh, Let me see. Former Georgia State Representative Vernon Jones, who lost his election to the U.S. House in November, explained the mayor just got the foot. Other Democrat mayors with uh, running with crime states are... In living in places, in other words, if you're living in some place where it's just unsafe to be there and you're the mayor of that town, well, worry about your job at this point. But also, the fact that this woman would stand up in front of the cameras and just lie about what's happening in the city. Crime is down, really? Because I was just mugged. Quote, there is hope for my city yet, wrote one defense attorney in the area. Greatest potential improvement since 1900. And there was a co-host of uh, Fox News saying that basically she was outnumbered. Lori Leisfoot lost her election. Perhaps she would have woken up when the place was referred to as the derelict of Chicago. Um, okay, I, I don't look at her trying to solve any problems in Chicago, honestly. I, I don't see anything that she did where she tried to solve problems in Chicago. Uh, She made not just made things worse, but then she lied about the results as well. She lied about what she was doing, the results. Now, again, I go to our current president, and I say the same thing. He lies about what's going on. He lies about what he's doing to fix things, and he lies about the results he's getting. All right. At this point, this current president has such a low approval rating. I'm hoping that next time around, which is, of course, 2024, next time around, that even Democrats will take a look at this guy, this current president, which I don't think that the Democrats can run him again, but let's see what happens. And they look at it and go, you know, we just can't do this again. We just can't. It's just not possible to do this again. The American people are not buying his lies. It's like watching the daily briefing at the White House. We've had some pretty bad White House spokespeople up there doing the press briefing that goes on every day. This one, this current one, is not only just flat out a liar. She's not even a good liar. She's not even a creative liar. She really sucks at it. Yet she continues to stand there day after day and try to gaslight the press and the American people, much like the president does. So it doesn't work all the time, in other words. That's what I'm saying. So who do we wind up and say, if she's out, then who does Chicago get instead? I don't trust people in Chicago to make good decisions. I I honestly don't. I think that's one of the biggest problems that the American people have when it comes to picking elected officials, picking people to be in important positions, like mayor of a major major city or a governor. We oftentimes choose the worst possible people to do it. And then we go and blame them for being so bad. But we were the ones, as the American people, who picked them. We honestly need better people to run. And I point to the Republican Party, you guys suck at picking good candidates that will inspire the American people. we got to find good people that can run and deliver a good message and actually do something good for this country. We, as the American people, need to be better at selecting who our leaders are going to be. This one out, but I really worry for Chicago they're going to get someone just as bad, if not worse. That's been their record. Let's see. I-80, John. Morning, Glenn. Did the windows fog up? No, they didn't, actually. Are you talking about the windows in my car when I was driving to work this morning? Actually, it did not happen. Larry and Casper. Morning, Glenn. As seen on Wyoming. Bumper sticker. Welcome to Wyoming. Now behave. <laughs> and then John and Gillette. Fly, flying saucer lands in Chicago to pick up Lori Lightfoot. No one is surprised. See, no, I understand what you're saying, John. I still go with the Adams family. Yes, somehow or other, she's related to Uncle Fester. Not sure how that works, but 6.15, wake up with time. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Sometimes the best way to... K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. 6.19
2: is the time. It's cold out there. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Just came across this real quick, I guess. (laughs) Good meme. Since you're having probably your first cup of coffee at some point this morning, coffee doesn't care if you wear pants. Coffee doesn't wear pants either. Pants are dumb. That's the kind of logic that most people like first thing in the morning. About Lori Lightfoot no longer being the mayor of Chicago, voted out. Let's see, Heidi John and Greg and Cheyenne both are telling me that Lori Lightfoot has often been compared to Beetlejuice in her look, which I, yeah, I get that. No, I completely get the Beetlejuice thing. And then I also looked at her and thought maybe she was Uncle Fester's sister, like she's Aunt Fester. I'm not sure how that... Kind of both of those... Worked. I don't understand how she wound up in that position. Now, I talked about her gaslighting because even during the debates, she was saying just a whole list of things that weren't true in hoping that if she just says these things, just lies, that people will just believe her. Now, again, our current president does this. Get a load of this story I have in front of me, Fox News. President Biden and top White House officials... Repeatedly stated last year that oil and gas exploration companies were sitting on 9,000 unused drilling permits—a figure the administration admitted later, like just this past Monday, was inaccurate. Even the president named that over in a week ago. The 9,000, and they're not using them. Bureau of Land Management, which oversees about 250 million acres of federal lands, alters estimate for the current number of approved but unused applications from 9,000 to about 6,000. Okay. But you see, there's still a problem here with that. Even though they revised it down by 3,000, there's still a problem. Well, we gave them these leases. They're not using them. Okay. Try to go through the permitting process. Okay. You got the lease so you can lease the land. Now you got to go through the permitting process so you can actually Use the land and extract the energy. That's going to take a while. Remember, I told you this before. Biden, when he was running for vice president and was on the stage debating Sarah Palin. Biden, Palin said, drill, baby, drill. Biden said, that doesn't make any sense. Drill, baby, drill. Find oil somewhere. It takes you like 10 years or more to get to it. Well, yeah, because of the permitting process. If that's out of the way, as we saw in North Dakota during their big oil boom, when that happens on private land and the federal government has very little control over it, well, lo and behold, someone finds oil and we can get it out of the ground within a month or so. Okay, here's a quote. The record profits oil companies made in 2022 in the thousands of approved but unused drilling permits. They are sitting uh, on shows where nothing is getting in the way of increasing oil production except Big Oil's own decision to funnel their profits to the pockets of shareholders and executives, said Biden and the administration. However, the White House has cited 9,000 permits, at least 20 separate occasions, according to a review, public statements and remarks, amid heavy criticism of the administration's climate agenda, a consumer price hit record high. President and top officials pointed to the figures as evidence. You see, this is what we're talking about. Well, quote, For nearly a year, the White House has begun trying to shift the blame for hindering oil and gas development on federal lands, said president of the Western Energy Alliance. They used the claim 9,000 permits beat up the industry, for their failure. Well, how about the government's failure to process permits? The reality is, this is a quote, the reality is the administration has done everything possible to make it more difficult to produce oil and natural gas on federal lands. Study shows the United States would be reproducing about three, two uh, 2.3 million more barrels per day, thereby lowering the cost at the pump. So, as We've been saying all along in this program, and it is your government that's in the way. Remember what Trump did when he got in office. It was real simple. He just made it easier to get business done. Oftentimes when I say this, well, you know, you got to have some regulations is what I hear from somebody somewhere, right? And the answer is yes, a few common sense regulations to make sure that the oil company is acting honestly and they're taking care of the environment. No, CO2 is not a pollutant. They're acting honestly, and they're taking care of the environment. That, I think, is essential, but you don't make that a 10-year permitting process or longer, and even then, after they go through the whole 10-year or longer permitting process, there's still no guarantee that they're gonna be allowed to extract the energy. In addition to Biden Energy Secretary and, and Interior Secretary, White House Press Secretary as well, former Press Secretary Jen Psaki, all cited those that 9,000 figure. Quote, one thing I want to say about to the oil companies, they talk about how they have 9,000 uh, permits to drill. They're not drilling. Why aren't they drilling? Well, again, look at your own bureaucracy. Gasoline prices, largely determined by oil markets, surged. Remember, it was past $5 a gallon for the first time in U.S. history. Utilities, gas, and electric also have surged their prices since 2021. What Trump did was just get some regulations out of the way to make it easier. Some regulations, sure, but not so many that they can't even do business. The president also called on Congress to find companies that have been granted unused permits that they're hoarding without producing, he said. And again, said there's 9,000 onshore drilling permits unused. Well, there's about 9,000 approved drilling permits across the country not being used, 10.4 million acres offshore as well. I know there's a lot that goes into consideration with fuel prices, but I want to assure you, the Department of Interior, we're we're doing our jobs and following the law. Yeah, well, a lot of the law that this guy is talking about from the Department of Interior, we're doing our jobs. We're following the law. A lot of these people wrote the law themselves. They're the bureaucracy. Yeah, remember, the bureaucracy is allowed just to continue to—they call it rules and regulations. But that's law that they're writing. They're the ones, and oftentimes ordered by the president and the administration, who are slowing down the process. Quote, right now, oil and gas industry, again, sitting on all of that. uh, The president has issued 9,000 permits for oil and gas on federal lands, 9,000 of them being unused. There are plenty of opportunities for oil and gas companies to drill. Again, you see, they keep repeating this. But once again... As they continue to repeat it, Let, let's, get, let's take a look at what they got wrong. 9,000, more like 6,000. All right. But that still, to me, is not the point. The point is so now you, you spent all the time and money, and it takes a lot of time and a lot of money for an oil company to lease the land. And many of these companies, often we, we think of big oil companies. Most oil companies out there are not big oil companies. They're smaller mom-and-pop operations. That is a fact. and So they have to have the resources to go through the whole process of bidding and paperwork and on and on and on it goes just to secure the lease. Now, as they sit on that lease for a decade or more, trying to get through the permitting process and all the paperwork so they can get to work, they have to pay on that. They have to pay on the leasing, the permitting process, all of the redundant idiotic studies. They have to pay for all of that, too. And even then, there's no guarantee at the end of it all that they're going to be allowed to extract any energy. That's your federal government for you in the way every step of the way, in the way. All Trump did was relax some of those regulations to make it easier for these people to get in and get to work. Just shorten the process. We don't need endless piles of paperwork and endless studies every time someone wants to drill a hole. It's not that difficult to do. So, once again, gaslighting Obama administration, Biden administration, typical. And the media just kind of rolls with it. Most of the news media just kind of rolls with it instead of questioning it. I wish they were more adversarial, but uh, that's what we're dealing with. Coming up on 630, local news is coming your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again. Cold out there this morning. We are in the teens, some people single digits. Wake Up Wyoming.
0: Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app.
2: Okay, I you changed my mind. I am about to talk more about gaslighting, but you guys keep talking about Lori Lightfoot, so let's go ahead and do this. So first off, you can see there are several memes out there that show Lori Lightfoot as Beetlejuice. That certainly makes sense. Yeah. And then there's another one here I love this one. There's a horrible picture of it. And someone wrote you can just look at someone in the eye and tell that they have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> okay. That uh, that works for me, I guess. Let's see. Breaks quarantine to go to beauty parlor still looks like this. Okay. That certainly made a whole lot of sense. Uh, and she did, by the way. She was one of those who... You know, I'll be home playing Animal Crossing. You better do the same. Oh, remember Grady? Um... There were all sorts of shows in the 1970s where there was an actor, a black actor, a gentleman named Grady, who played sort of a drunk. So someone if you remember him, someone has a picture of Grady and her, and I'm thinking not too far off. A bunch of pictures of her saying, get back in the house. Because she was trying to keep people in the house because of the whole COVID thing. So, yeah, that got... Oh, and then there was this whole rant by Greg Gutfield. She's the first mayor to be under the thumb of cartels. She's the worst mayor in America, the worst
3: mayor Chicago's ever had. She looks like she hasn't slept since 1983. She dresses like she pants the Salvation Army bell ringer. Why don't the Democrats call her out on her record? Why don't they say anything? It's because they're cowards, and two, she's protected by her diversity shield, right? A black lesbian left winger. So she's like, I mean, they're w- willing pants the Salvation Army. <laughs> exactly. So they're willing to let the city just be run into the ground. A forty percent increase in murder. No
2: white guy could get away with that. And then there's this meme, which I really like. Uh, she's so uh, she's so ugly. It looks like her hair is trying to escape off of her head. Okay, well, <laughs> so. She's no longer going to be mayor of Chicago, like I said earlier this morning. So they replace her with what exactly? Now, Greg and Cheyenne has it right. Chicago politicians have been leaders in corruption for over 100 years. Yeah. yeah honestly, uh, never, never has Chicago really had a good mayor that wasn't corrupt. Let's see. Mark and Centennial, does the government lie to us? He me. I'll go ahead and check out that link. Chris and Glenrock. It's not the Adams family that she looks like. She's Beale Juice's sister. Okay. Fire Pit Paul. Rare picture of Buster Brown and Lori Lightfoot. Oh, did you send me a picture of that? Do they kind of look. Because I uh, remember White House spokeswoman Jen Socky. Someone put a picture of her next to a picture of Peppermint Patty. <laughs> yeah, from Charlie Brown. And it looks exactly like Peppermint Patty. from. Once you see that, you can't really unsee the whole thing. So, okay. Let's see what fire... Wait a second now. Uh, He sent me an image by Link. So that's what I'm trying to get to. Nope, it's not going to let me have it, Paul. You have to try to send that image a different way. It's just not going to let me have it. But uh, Lori, Lori Lightfoot and Buster Brown is what he's saying. Okay. Whatever the case is, she was scary looking. I mean, every step of the way, really scary looking. And I hate to pick on someone like that, but the woman was just scary looking. So she's out. They have not picked a mayor yet. This was like the primary thing. So then they got to go through and actually pick a mayor. So what does Chicago wind up with next? Because it's absolutely correct. In 100 years, they've been nothing but Chicago politics has been nothing but corrupt So can they finally pick someone good? This is like going back to New York City. New York City has one bad mayor after the next. Every time they get rid of... Bloomberg was horrible, but the guy before him was horribler. Or no, no, Bloomberg was horribler than him. But now this guy, I don't remember the name of their current mayor, uh, mayor, but in New York, he's not doing much better. So... Yeah, New York will go ahead and run somebody out, but then put somebody in who's just as bad, if not worse. And you would think at some point they would learn this lesson. Can we go find somebody else? Remember, I had such a good time picking on the guy, Congressman Anthony Weiner. He actually ran. I said that name and a bunch of people laughed immediately. I heard it from in the studio here. He even tried running for mayor of New York. Now, New York wasn't having that. But when he announced he was going to run for mayor of New York, I thought for a minute, I can imagine New York being dumb enough to elect that guy. They didn't, but I wouldn't have doubted it. 642, wake up, Wyoming. Here's Don Day.
0: This weather update. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods.
2: 6.48 is the time which wake up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, so, Frank, do you remember Wyoming Olympic skier Jalen Koff?
4: She yes, um, Jackson or
2: Alta? Uh yeah. Wyoming. Alta, Wyoming, which is a Teton County area. Yeah. And now she's done well. She's medaled before in the Olympics and so on, but this last Olympic she didn't quite make it. She felt just short of winning a medal for anything. She just won a, another world championship. She took the silver.
4: And, oh, at a like a World Cup event? Yes. Good for her.
2: Yeah, I came. So I follow her on after she went to the Olympics last time around. I went ahead and started follow her on Facebook, and so I get up this morning and start looking for what's going on around Wyoming. And there's pictures of her uh, skiing in the event and holding up the silver medal, all proud and stuff like that. So she's now considered about the fifth fastest skier in the world. Really? Yeah. I think you should race her. Uh yeah good luck with it maybe if i tripped and fell and slid down the slope i might have a, a chance with that well, but that, it, that would be priceless yeah this is not just skiing though i mean they got to do flips and you know well i mean you're experienced aren't you you know you and how to fall down and, and you know, flip you over can, and... Now you just bring your ski uh, skis up here and yeah you know and say i'll take you on right now okay if I made it down to the bottom of the hill without needing an ambulance, <laughs> would, I would consider yeah. that a gold medal Yeah, compared to watching what she does because this is not just straight downhill skiing. Again, they they, they do like—there's a, a jump on the way and other things mm-hmm. like that. I'm not su- sure all of what the event evolves, but I have a story here in a video of her against the person who just barely beat her out, which gave her the silver medal. But that's all up in the Wake Up Wyoming site. But she's got quite a record here, and she's been featured on a lot of sporting television, NBC, you know, and so on. They've all done features on her. 26 years old, just a delightful young lady— and people love watching her ski. It's just a shame that during the last Olympics, she just missed out on getting in line for that However, medal. However, she may be in the next Olympics. She probably will be at only 26 years old. Yeah. You, yeah, you got time. Yeah, she got plenty of time to go ahead. And then to win this last medal here that she just won, that silver, that definitely puts her in the running as well. So there we go. We got our own Wyoming girl who's still out there kicking butt and taking names. Stay healthy. Yeah. Oh, there's the thing. Between now and the next Olympics, stay healthy, yeah.
4: Alright, junior college basketball. The Casper College men and women both won the Region 9 North. The Casper College men will host the Region 9 tournament starting a week from tomorrow in Casper. The T-Birds did lose their regular season finale on Monday to Eastern Wyoming one hundred one ninety-nine to drop the 22-7. and Jamison Epps threw in 47 points for Casper in that game. The Casper College women are 27-3, and rated 15th in the country after a big win over Eastern Wyoming on Monday. The Women's Region 9 tournament will be in Scottsbluff at Western Nebraska next week. The l basketball teams uh, had their games with Northwest DePaul canceled yesterday due to road conditions. The state 1A and 2A high school basketball tournament will begin tomorrow in Casper. In the 2A boys bracket, Shoshone and Tongue River will start things off at Casper College at noon. Bighorn and Grable at 1.30. Pine Blossom versus Kemmerer at 7.30. Wind River will meet right at 9.00. In the 2A girls bracket, also at the college, Sundance and Kemmerer at 9.00 in the morning. Rocky Mountain and Burns at 10.30. Wyoming Indian will play Tongue River at 4.30 and at 6.00 p.m. It'll be Lingle and Shoshone. In the the 1A boys bracket tomorrow at the Ford Center in the first round. Casey plays Cokeville at noon, Upton and Farson at 1.30, Southeast and Burlington at 7.30, Saratoga and Hewlett at 9.00. In the 1A girls bracket tomorrow at the Ford Center, the breakfast game at 9 a.m. will have Upton against Little Snake River, Cokeville and Rock River at 10.30, Burlington and Arvada Claremont at 4.30, and Southeast will play in Camden at 6.00. The 3A and 4A regional basketball tournaments start tomorrow statewide. The 4A West will be in Afton, and the 4A East will be in Casper. The 3A West will be in Mountain View and the 3A East will be in Torrington. The Glennock girls will play Douglas at 10.30 on Thursday in the first round. The Glen boys will play at 6 p.m. tomorrow, and their opponent is yet to be determined. In high school sports signings, Eric Holzheiser of Kelly Walls with Northwestern St. Paul for football. He was a two-time All-State player for the Trojans in the defensive secondary. Robert Campbell of Cheyenne South signed with Montana Western for football, and Cheyenne Central distance runner Avery Perrotton signed with Utah Tech. Coming up on Friday and Saturday, the state indoor track meet for the high schoolers will be in Gillette. And the state alpine skiing championships will be in Jackson. It's it in sports.
2: Boy, that keeps everybody busy. We're going to be rolling. Oh, yeah. I rolling. It really is that time. What is the busiest time now. for the sport right now? now. Okay. Right this now. is it. March Madness. March Madness. That's the whole busiest time. Because you got wrestling.
4: Well, wrestling is done. Basketball.
2: Oh, wrestling is so done. Okay. So you have
4: basketball. Basketball. You know, at, at all different levels. You know, college, yeah. you know, junior college, Track high swimming. school, track, uh, skiing. I mean, it's. It, okay. Yeah, it's over the top.
2: So my question is not so much how the kids keep up, because they got school, you know, and then they got all this going on. How do the parents keep up? They they they, they run on intrinsic energy. I guess so. Because, because that's just...
4: You know why? Because they're emotionally involved.
2: Oh, well, okay. That'll get the adrenaline pumping.
4: Yeah, and me, I'm... I, I I survive all this because I have really no emotional
2: attachment. Right. Whatsoever. Okay. But none. Yeah. I, at some point, though, you figure everybody's just going to need a nap because I get tired well, oh, of watching these people.
4: Well, oh, yeah. They they, they, they they agonize so much. It's yeah. it's hard to watch sometimes.
2: Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time. Update on your weather forecast after that. Oh, and Ned, you've heard me talk about the lady band, the trio. Prairie Wildfire from Buffalo, Wyoming. They've got some new music out, and their careers are just taken off. They're doing everything right. Well, they were good enough to say that they would come on and chat with me for a few minutes on the program. I follow just about everything they do. So they're up right after news. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
5: Wyoming, this is...
2: Six to time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Heard on great radio stations all around Wyoming. So no matter where you're listening to me right now, you know it's cold out there. This hour, 745, Don Day, your regional weather forecaster from Day Weather, is going to join me to talk about what's just a really disruptive forecast. As you know, every year, I host the Chugwater Chili Festival, with me and a guy named Alf from down in Cheyenne. We get together up on stage. Some years ago, I hop up on stage to introduce the next band up, and three ladies come up and and start singing, which made me spin my launcher around and go, whoa, they're too young to sound that good. And I immediately went over and found one of their moms was there in the audience, and I got a CD from her, and been following these young ladies ever since. That's the Prairie Wildfire Band out of Buffalo, Wyoming, who started when they were Tess is with me on the phone. Tess, how old were you when you guys started playing music?
6: So I think we all started at different ages. Uh, I'm actually kind of a newer recruit of the band, so I've only been picking with them a couple years ago. But I think that they formed in... And maybe like 2017, and I think we all started playing music when we were about eight years old.
2: Okay, so there's Tess, there's Sage, and there's Morgan that played. Now, how did the three of you get together and start working as a band?
6: Um, Well, so we all learned from the same teacher, and as I'm sure anybody around small Wyoming towns knows, like, you just kind of know everybody. And so we've been all like, Picking together for fun, just as long as I can remember. And in the summer of 2020, they were—they had quite a few shows. At that point, I think they all got together because their our music teacher, Lynn Young, introduced them and helped them get started and kind of taught them how to be a band. And in the summer of 2020, um, they asked me if I'd come pick some shows with them and. Okay. Now we're three years later, and we're doing quite a bit. Yeah, and
2: yeah doing quite a bit because so that was in the high school years. So are you all, what, college age about now? Are you all off to school? Yes, yeah. yep, we're all out of
6: high school, and Morgan's okay. actually just about to graduate
2: college. So how do you then, it was hard enough to juggle you know, high school and then go in and play. How do you do college? Are you even going to the same college?
6: Yes. No, so everybody is kind of scattered right now. Sage is all the way in Tennessee. Um so it's it's been a pretty big struggle. A lot of Zoom calls and the nice thing about it is is they are they're both going to college to um study music and so luckily their professors can be pretty understanding when they have to take like a week off to go play a festival somewhere because, right. you know that's what they're learning to
2: do. Now, I know you from, again, Chugwater Chili Festival. I see you every single year there, but I also know that you <laughs> play up in Buffalo at the Occidental, which is one of my favorite places to stay. So you, of course, yes. will play around the region, but let's talk about other places that you play, because I've heard you out in Nashville somewhere. I mean, how, how much of the country are you covering here?
6: Um, Right now, our tour is looking pretty big. So, so far we have played we have played shows in like um tennessee and north carolina that was just in this last year and our summer is looking pretty darn full we've actually booked at the station in which we are so 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 excited about because that is uh, just like a very historic bluegrass venue in nashville tennessee and then we'll be headed um kind of up through maine and then into wisconsin and ohio and all of that will just be paired with a bunch of touring all around the country. So right. that's super exciting. And well, then I think one of the biggest things we're looking forward to is uh, next November, we have been invited on a bluegrass cruise oh,
2: wow. to Aruba. Wow. So we'll
6: be out. Yeah, we'll be headed for Aruba out on on the ocean. (laughs) You
2: don't tend to put Aruba and bluegrass together, but it works for me. Okay, now the music you're playing, some of it is really traditional bluegrass music. You throw a few country songs in there that weren't originally written bluegrass, but you made them bluegrass. But then you have a few of your own songs too. Which is always fun to hear something you guys have written and put together yourselves. What I think I, I really enjoy watching is when you ladies are on stage is it's multiple instruments and a lot of switching up on who's doing the vocals for what? <laughs> it, well, you, you trade it off quite a bit, don't you?
6: Yes, we do. You know we are all uh, we all love this thing, and we all especially love the harmony thing. And so it's just so much fun to have that versatility inside the band. And you can see it keeps things, like, interesting when right off the bat, the first three songs you do have a different sound and a different lead singer. It's just, like, another edge, I feel like.
2: Yeah. I remember one year at uh, Chugwater Chilli Chilli Festival, you guys just about got a standing ovation on doing the auctioneer, which is not (laughs) an easy song to do because that gets a little (laughs) bit faster every time you do the auctioneer part, right?
1: No kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah. So now you got some new music coming out. I got your original CD. I remember that coming out. But you've got new music coming out too. I, originally, I just recently wrote an article on you guys because you had a, a new single. And it turns out, are there two yes. or is there just one?
6: So there is, in fact, two um, new singles. I suppose that doesn't necessarily make them singles. Yeah. Kind of like a double. You know, our, our label thought that that would just kind of be a fun way to like switch it up a little bit and try and push two different songs that are definitely advertising for two different audiences. Okay. So and kind of put them at the same time and see where they can go.
2: Releasing the single is a whole lot different from way back in the days when a 45 would hit the record store. So how do people get a hold of the single today if they want to hear it or download it or buy it from you?
6: So the single right now kind of how How the pattern works is the first thing that happens is the single gets, you know, released to like radio so we could get the single to you and then, you know, to all of the other radio DJs out there so that if people want to hear it, they can call into like their favorite radio station and say, hey, you know, we want to hear Parts You Couldn't Hold by Prairie Wildfire. And then they can listen into that radio station. And it typically stays there for about a month just because, you know, like we like to get yeah. DJs to kind of have the first the first crack at it and then after that it hit streaming platforms um, and like with Hearts You Couldn't Hold I know that there actually is the Bluegrass Standard did um, a write-up on it and so you can find the single link in it and you can listen to it there okay. but other than that you just they're going to hit streaming soon. <laughs> okay.
2: See, now I do a talk show, so I don't play any music here, but the guy, <laughs> the guy down the hallway, though, I'll go ahead and talk. Down into, the hallway. Yeah, and there's also, go we go. have another station in Cheyenne that plays country, and so I can go ahead and bug him about it, too. We'll make sure to get it on there. Yeah, yeah. You also had, and I really enjoyed it, uh, there was a video that you guys have on YouTube when you did What You're Gonna Do with a Cowboy. Are you gonna, that was so much fun. Are you going to do any more videos like that?
6: Um, we have, we have one more video that is, should be, it's all finished up and it's ready to go and honestly, I am not the, I'm not the queen of marketing, so okay. I don't totally know like dates and timelines on it, okay. but our record label is kind of keeping an eye on that and is going to decide when the best time is to release that video. Yeah. Um,
2: I'm also really, so we're
6: looking forward to that. Well,
2: and to brag about you guys a little bit, I'm also impressed that on the Bluegrass charts, you guys, a couple of your songs have climbed way up high on those things. So congratulations for that. It's good to see the success. Well, you're, Thank you so much. You're doing everything right. You really are. So it's Tess, it's Sage, <laughs> it's Morgan. Where's your next appearance?
6: Oh, man. um, Our next appearance, we don't... It's probably not totally scheduled yet, okay. but I'm willing to bet we'll probably be picking at the Occidental as soon as they Pretty get soon. out of school and well, are back. Let's try so this. Um,
2: I know you're on Facebook, Prairie Wildfire Man on Facebook. Follow you there. Yeah. And you have a website ad- address too that people can follow. Yeah. Okay, so I would just suggest go to either Prairie Wildfire the website, which is what dot com. Is that right?
6: Yes.
1: And if then
2: you look
6: up Prairie Wildfire, it'll pull
2: up our website. All right, and then also follow them on Facebook to find out where they're going to appear, or just show up some night at the Occidental when they're going to appear, because <laughs> that's really a jam session. You guys play, but all sorts of other people join in. So that's mainly, that's just an old Western-style jam session, isn't it? Yeah. well, so that's
6: the Thursday night. So on Thursday night, we take at the Occidental, but then uh, Friday and Saturday, we also very often
2: play and that one isn't a jam fest and that is a that's a show. Alright. Tess look forward. That's Are you going to be at the uh, Chugwater Chili Festival next time around?
6: You know I'm not sure if we will be. I don't think we've heard quite yet. Okay.
2: But
6: if we can make it we'll be excited to see you there. Right.
2: <laughs> Thanks for coming on this morning. I appreciate it. I'll go talk to my buddy down yeah. the hallway about getting your song on that radio station.
6: Oh thank you. Well sure. thank you so much for having me. It's Absolutely. Great to visit with
2: you. That's yes, Tess. Very wildfire man. <laughs>
0: day with Glenn Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030
2: K2 Radio. 7.22 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Let's get back to the news here. So some people were wondering about the crossover voting bill. Here in the state of Wyoming, that's on the way to the governor's desk. We see if he signs it. I think he probably will. If enacted, the law would prohibit voters from changing their party affiliation during the 96 days leading up to the primary election. And you've heard me talk about this where I say, you know, the the longer you can stretch that out, the better. But it keeps people from hopping political parties during the primary Story from Wildfile says for lawmakers aspiring to limit so-called crossover voting restrictions and how and when Wyoming voters may affiliate with a certain political party, ninth time may be the charm. House Bill 103, political party affiliation, which, again, takes away your ability to do this right up on Election Day. Heading to the governor's desk, it has cleared both chambers of the House and Senate. That is further than any of the legislation. There were eight times different bills, different forms of this and it always fails for one reason to neck the, the story from Wildfire up here says its journey has been bumpy like uh, two other anti-crossover voting bills this session. However senators rarely use a rule to resurrect it. It actually died earlier in this section and they resurrected this thing. Quote it's probably been the most vetted bill they've ever seen according to Senator Bo Biteman, he's from Ranchester. Biteman led the Wyoming Republican Party's charge to put a stop to registered Democrats and minority parties and independents from changing their party affiliation to participate in the Republican elections. That's what everybody, because obviously Wyoming's so heavily Republican. At the last minute, people change parties, vote, change back. Now you've heard my answer to this. It's meddling in another party's affairs. And I did have a gentleman call this program uh, a week or so ago. And his idea was, well, that's telling him what to do. And he should be allowed to do this. And my answer, well, I had to ask him, first of all, are you a Republican? And he said no. And he didn't want to tell me what a party affiliation. I thought maybe that meant he was a Democrat. He might have been an independent. But he didn't want to say what party affiliation he was, if any. But he will go and vote in the Republican primary and then switch back and thinking that's his right to do that. Well, if you're not actually a Republican, then you shouldn't meddle in the Republican primary. I would bet the Democrats would really be upset if a bunch of Republicans switched over to the Democrat party in Wyoming voted for who they wanted the Democrats to run, and then switch back for the general election. I bet that would really upset Democrats. That's what they're trying to put a stop to. They think 96 days ahead of the primary is enough to put a stop to it. Now, again, you've heard me say before, the farther out you push that, the better. Opponents of the bill argued it inappropriately prioritizes party allegiance and purity over competing ideas and in individual candidates. See, I don't—that Senator Hutchins Hutchinson uh, of uh, Cheyenne uh, said the intent of the bill, well, like Lynn Hutchinson's, uh, they said it's quite different from what people who are against the bill are saying that it actually does. Again, I look at it as don't meddle in the other party's business. The primary is for each party to take care of their own business ahead of the general election. So the Senate voted 19 to 11 with one excused. And again, House and Senate both pass this thing. It goes on to the governor's desk. The bill now has landed on the desk. Uh, who's, let me see, uh, 2018 is when they first started doing this. Gordon will give the bill a careful consideration, is what the governor's office is saying. My understanding is that he's going to end up signing this thing, but I never believe that anything is done until it's done. So we're just going to have to wait to see if the governor actually signs it and then puts it into play, which it will be for the next election cycle. When this thing was killed originally in this session, I was thinking, well, you're not going to see this pass in time for the 2024 election cycle. But if the governor signs it, then it does pass in time for the 2024 election cycle and no longer in the state of Wyoming will you see, which I've seen it personally myself. People walk in, I've watched this happen, Democrat or some other party, Constitution Party, Libertarian, Independent, and I've watched them switch right there on the spot, go vote, switch back on the way out the door. So they won't be able to do that anymore. Again, 96 days out with the idea that nobody really knows who's in the race for real 96 days out. People can drop out of the race during that time. People can add to the race for whatever office during that time. Some people have tried to make the argument, well, but there's nothing but Republicans running in in my district, and I'm not a Republican, so what am I supposed to do? Because they know the real election in that case happens during the primary, and my answer to that has been, if your party, whatever party that might be, if your party couldn't come up with anybody to run in your district, do not blame the Republicans for that. They did not do that to you. And your party needs to get its act together and find somebody to run. All right, we're coming up on some local news update on your weather forecast. 745, Don Day's is going to join me. Don Day has got to look at your, not just uh, the rest of this week and weekend, but next week forecast, the crystal ball is cloudy on that. So he's got models that he's looking at, but he doesn't trust them. We'll explain that 7:45, and we'll get into open phones too. Triple Eight 97 Woods, wake up, Wyoming.
0: A soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. 7.36
2: the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, Stop Everything Music 2. Hold it. You're going to love this. Uh, radio Two DJ now uh, Radio Two so that's UK if you're one, you know the different radio stations there you know BBC One BBC Two so this is Radio Two DJ Scott Mills missed a holiday broadcast because he was locked in his electric vehicle for five hours <laughs> and BBC Radio Two DJ shared an unfortunate accolade with his listeners Monday. Mills had set off on Friday with his fiancée intending to spend the weekend together in Amsterdam. Shocking. However, uh, the car battery meant that, well, the two of them, they're having problems with the batteries. And they ended up getting stuck inside. And he said, quite a weekend. <laughs> Get in the car. Car doesn't start. Nothing works. Try to get out of the car, can't get out of the car. According to Mills, he had charged the car's main battery beforehand, but had allowed a secondary battery to run empty. I don't know how that works, but okay. So we're locked inside the vehicle for five hours. Look, if you're locked inside a vehicle for five hours with a pretty lady, I mean, until recovery people arrived and finally towed us away. How do you explain to your boss I wasn't able to arrive at work for an important broadcast because my electric vehicle? The Chevy
7: Bolt is upstairs. We'll be able to take a look at it.
2: So what's charging the, the batteries right now? What, Where's where, what's the source of a? Well, it a, here can, it's,
7: it's coming from the building.
0: I mean, are, is it? Um, what's our mix of power?
7: Oh, actually, Lansing feeds the building, so I don't. I don't know. They're. Uh, I bet you they're a bit of coal <laughs> On
0: natural gas, aren't yeah, Right now, the car is charging off of your grid.
5: Right. It would be charging off uh, our grid, which is 90, about 95% coal.
2: Yeah, so it's coal. You know, and, in fact, uh, 95% coal, if he's correct about that. Still, though, there's natural gas and other sort. Very little of it would actually be wind and solar. So that is a coal-powered car. I'll at least give that guy, the DJ in the U.K., a credit for helping out the coal industry and the rest of you that are driving electric vehicles around the state of Wyoming. Thank you for supporting coal the way that you do. We do appreciate it. The coal mining industry appreciates it too. Before
0: you face the day at
2: 888-97-Woods, wake up Wyoming with
0: Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.45,
2: the time wake up Wyoming off. We go to talk to Don Day, day weather. So, Don, let me tell you about what getting acclimatized is like. I get up this morning. I check the temperature before I head out the door. It says it's 15 degrees. I didn't even bother warming up the car. I just strolled out there like it was nothing. That lets you know what kind of cold I've been getting used to.
3: Yeah, and a a lot of people are the same way. I mean, that's why when it's gotten to 40 or more,
2: it's like, whoa. Yeah. Take my jacket. In fact, this past weekend, it was like uh, 37 degrees. I took my jacket off. You know, so, okay. But we do have, it it seems like for a little while anyway, yeah, we got some cold nights, but the temperatures are sort of settled where I am anyway for the next few days.
3: They are settled, but they're they're still going to be, when you look at average temperatures for early March, they're still going to be coming up short. Okay, Uh, Most areas Are going to be in the 30s. Uh, You get out in the Western valleys, those snow covered valleys, they won't even get out of the 20s. Now, usually, what you see in March is you start to see those average temperatures for places like Laramie and and Casper and Cheyenne start to get into the low to mid 40s. Okay. As the month goes on, those go up. So the 30 year average, lower to mid 40s. We're going to be five, 10, some days. 15 degrees shorter than that and those nights can be pretty cold as well so it's still going to be chilly and we still have basically the same setup glenn that we've had for the first half of the week we have these weather systems coming off the west coast they come in in pieces right now this morning we're kind of in a gap but one of these pieces went through yesterday and brought a lot of snow to the i-80 corridor again you know down around Rollins and Sutter and those areas, the southern mountains got clobbered with heavy snow squalls and wind. Wind elsewhere, we're in a gap, but there's another one of these waves coming in later today and tonight. That'll do a similar situation. Some snow on the showers in the plains, but mostly in the mountains. Period of wind again. Guess what happens as we yeah. get into Thursday? Afternoon, a break. Then late Friday the Saturday, another one of these comes
2: through. Okay. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, right. Let me ask you, because you went with your... Cowboy State Daily podcast you do every single morning, you went into a little bit of detail about the snowpack, and I was wondering what is our, after all of this, the western drought situation look like?
3: Well, it's certainly better, but the thing you got to remember is, is that <clears throat> drought has several different definitions, depending on how you look at it. I mean, right. so snowpack, you know, we're talking about the water, that's going to go into the, the reservoirs yeah. and the lakes. <clears throat> okay, then, so that's kind of one way to view that, and that is obviously, this is going to be the biggest snowpack year in a long time. In fact, um, the snowpack levels in parts of the West are approaching, you know, never seen before type levels, it's getting close to that in a few locations. Then there's the precipitation that falls on the plains. That's going to get your groundwater up. So certainly the, the hydrological situation in the mountains and the reservoirs is looking fantastic. We have certainly seen some help this winter in the lower elevations, but not everywhere. That's where the spring precipitation on the plains is really going to dictate it. So when we talk about drought where we are in, let's say, June or July, it's going to be a combination of what those reservoirs are doing and how much moisture we get on the spring on the plains, certainly compared to a year ago. Right. It's better and continuing to get
2: better. Do you think we might have to worry about some melt-off problems with flooding?
3: Uh, we will. I okay. don't think it's if.
2: It's, we will. Okay. That we was will. my next big question, which I'll, I'll tackle on a, another time with it. Because as much as I'm excited to see all of the snowpack, I know there's avalanche danger, too, up there. But I also think, yeah, that's going to melt at some point. That's not going to be pretty all right thank you don appreciate it thank you with day weather you can well i i had to worry about that as i looked at how much snowpack is up there at some point all of that has to go somewhere off we go to the ice box talk to frank gambino hey frank so i told you about a wyoming skier last hour that's an olympic and i guess she's won a silver in a world championship so now the Wyoming robotics team has earned a spot in the world competition
4: was that where was the those
2: championships held uh, let me see here uh, I think they were held in Casper oh okay cool yeah so now
4: oh they yeah they, ha- they, they have had that here for a number of years yeah
2: Powell High School will go to the world's robotic tournament they're holding it in Texas and so they're trying to raise the money they got raised about ten thousand dollars to get there but as I put the story together, I had to include a bunch of videos of evil robots in science fiction.
4: Well, okay, well, there's yeah. Yeah, there's Transformers, yeah, well, all of that, them. Yeah, a, that yeah. one that was with the, um, the the space people that lived on yeah. the, you know, like. Uh,
2: yeah, danger, danger, danger! Yeah. Oh, and danger, then you got danger, the robots danger. from RoboCop. Oh yeah, those are those are yeah. early, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. So these kids, if you want to see who they are, they have to raise. See, travel to Houston will cost about sixteen thousand dollars. The team will be responsible for raising about ten thousand of that, and so they're already starting to put things together to make sure that they can get to this event.
4: I think what they need is like a like that Terminator robot kind of.
2: You think say, so? Yeah. You
4: are going to give me money to send <laughs> well, them, now, I or I will, put, I will, I will, I will tap that thing on my on my wrist and blow everybody up.
2: Going on a limb here, Frank, might be illegal to do that. It might be. I would enjoy it, 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 we're watching just, it. We're just asking for <laughs> donations. We're not. If they showed up with a robot like that on my door, I would be <laughs> thrilled at the threat because I want to see that happen. And I'd be happy to empty my bank account. Yeah. Just because of the thrill that I was just threatened by a killer robot. I'm going, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs>
4: okay. Junior college basketball. The Casper College men and women both won the Region 9 North Championships. And the Casper College men will host the Region 9 tournament that will start a week from tomorrow. T-Birds did lose the regular season finale on Monday to Eastern Wyoming one hundred one ninety-nine, to drop to 22-7. and Jamison Epps threw in 47 for the T-Birds in that game. Casper College women, they're 27-3, and ranked 15th in the country after a big win over EWC on Monday. The women's Region 9 tournament will be in Scotts Bluff at Western Nebraska next week. Week. The C basketball teams had their games with Northwest DePaul canceled yesterday due to road conditions. State 1A and 2A high school basketball tournament will start tomorrow in Casper. The 2A boys bracket, uh, that will be at Casper College uh, in Shoshone and Tongue River will play at noon. Bighorn and Grable at 1.30. Pine Bluffs versus Kemmerer at 7.30. And Wind River takes on Wright uh, at 9. In the 2A girls bracket, also at Casper College tomorrow. Sundance and Kemmerer at 9 in the morning. Rocky Mountain at Burns at 10.30. Wyoming Indian will play Tongue River at at 4.30, and at 6 p.m., it's Lingle and Shoshone. In the 1A Boys Bracket tomorrow at the Ford Center, KC will play Cokeville at noon, Upton and Farson at 30, Southeast versus Burlington at 4.30, at 7.30, and then Saratoga and Hewlett at 9. In the 1A Girls Bracket tomorrow at the Ford Center at 9 a.m., it's Upton and Little Snake River, Cokeville and Rock River at 10.30, Burlington and Narvaeh Claremont at 4.30, and Southeast will play in Camden at 6. The 3A and 4A Regional Tournaments will start tomorrow statewide. The 4A West will be in Afton, the 4A East in Casper. The 3A West will be in Mountain View, and the 3A East will be in Torrington. The Glenrock girls will play Douglas at 10.30 on Thursday in that Torrington Regional, and the Glenrock boys will play at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Their opponent is still yet to be determined. High school signings. Eric Holzheiser of Kelly Walsh has signed with Northwestern St. Paul for football. He's a two-time All-State player for the Trojans in their defensive secondary. Robert Campbell of Cheyenne South signed with Montana Western for football, and Cheyenne Central distance runner Avery Perriton signed with Utah Tech. And coming up on Friday and Saturday at the high school level, the state indoor track meet will be in Gillette, and the state alpine skiing championships will be in Jackson. That's it in sports.
2: For such a small state population-wise, Wyoming signs up a lot of young people to go off to these universities.
4: Yeah, you know, it's not like all of them are getting, you know, a complete full ride. Right. However, the the most important thing, Glenn, I think is is they're getting an opportunity. Uh You know, they may get some of their education paid for, you know, and, and a lot of these kids, believe it or not, will probably will get more aid academically than than they will athletically. Well, if they're paying, Uh, I'm going.
2: (laughs) Fine. It's a good reason to get out there and play hard because that can take away some of the... I mean, it's it's a lot of work, I know, but the financial burden is at least partially But on the academic thing, you always need a plan B. right. Thank you, Frank. So you got to be smart or good? Both helps. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Chicago Mayor Lawyer, uh, Lori Lightfoot is out. That's going to be fun to talk about next hour. And a few other things, plus open phones. So wake up my own. Oh. Six of time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, and over the hump we go. Yeah, it's on the cold side. Wow, I've, temperature where I am dropped. Well, earlier when I started the program at six o'clock, it was 15 degrees out there. Now it's 12 degrees out there. All right, but that'll come back up again. Overall, not bad compared to what we were going through last week. So, not, and the winds died down quite a bit, too. All right, we're into the open phone segment.
7: Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in and let's do this thing.
2: Let's get this out of the way. 888 97 Woods the phone number. That's 888-97-WOOD. As early this morning, beginning of the program, I talked about the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, who looks really sad today. She is out. So, and they're just doing their primaries there at the moment. She is done. Good. We were asking earlier this morning, first off, which do you think she most looks like? Is she? Most people think that she looks like Beetlejuice. There are some Uncle Fester lookalikes out there that think she's close to that and a few other ideas. But anyway, whatever the case is, she is out. And now Chicago's, for the first time maybe— However long Chicago's Chicago's existed, they might actually want to pick a good mayor, someone who's not corrupt, who doesn't lie. One of the reasons she's out is she actually tried during the debate there in Chicago because they had a mayoral debate for her party. A lot of people running for mayor, a lot of people on stage, and she tried to gaslight everybody. We're hiring more police officers than ever before and crime is down, things like that, you know opposite of which all of that is true so if you hadn't heard this morning she is out hopefully they pick somebody better new york didn't new york continues to always pick someone worse than before on that note let's go over to portland oregon portland according to the headline i'm looking at here is becoming a hollowed out shell this is getting to be a lot like uh Well, there's plenty of cities I can point out where they're hollowing out. But do you remember Detroit a few years ago? People showed up in Detroit, and what the hell happened? So many people just packed up and left Detroit for a number of reasons. Crime, corruption, taxes, regulations. People just moved out. Well, now let's take a look at Portland. Neighborhoods are trying to keep it from happening to them, but crime is surgery. The story that I have in front of me... Ben West remembers when Portland was funky, artsy, crown jewel of the West Coast. Portland is a hollowed-out shell, he says, of what it used to be. Businesses are fleeing, leaving for greener pastures. Normally, when I talk about something like this, I'm talking about California. This is Oregon. Public safety across Oregon. Officials are complaining of rising crime in their communities. According to police, data crime is spiking, not just picking up, spiking much more dramatically than the statewide average. Portland metro area is made of three counties. The increase that they're seeing is nothing like the increase they're seeing in other neighborhoods outside. The main county is in Portland itself. That's where the big spike is happening. So between A crime, again, taxes, regulations, et cetera, et cetera. This continues to happen in city after city and state after state across America. There is flight. And I'm okay with that. If people want to flee, go right ahead. We've talked about this before. Go ahead. Take off. Go somewhere else. You could have stayed and fought and tried to fix, but you could, for whatever reason, you weren't able to or you didn't want to, you didn't want to to try, whatever the case. And so you're leaving. Okay. Okay. Wherever you go, remember, do not bring those politics with you. I'm not saying put on a MAGA hat, okay? Just don't vote the way you were voting before. That was the problem. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, they are far better than Onion News ever was, and I've always been a big fan of Onion News. Babylon B with their latest song...
1: teachers k
2: I I have to apologize to her. I was just telling Tess last hour about this time from the Prairie Wildfire Band from Buffalo, Wyoming. That this is a talk show, and I don't play music on this program, even though she's a musician and singer. And then I turn around and play this crap. Well, also from Babylon Beat. That's the second song they've come out with about leaving California. There is this one, Beach Boys. entire song, You you go to Babylon Beyond YouTube and take a look at that song, and even the other one that I just played for you, there's the, the entire version of it. I never played the whole thing on the air. But anyway, you get the idea that uh, there are places around America, from New York to Chicago... Oregon, Washington State has, of course, Seattle, Washington. A lot of these places are cities. I used to want to live. In fact, there was a time many, many, many years ago when I was first starting the radio business. I thought to myself, I'd love to live in Denver, work for KOA Radio, and I don't, I don't want anything to do with them right now. I don't want anything to do with them. You just see how much it's changed. Eight fifteen, wake up Wyoming.
0: Your morning travel network. 97 Woods or Katibaba, Wake Up Wyoming mobile app is
2: a.m. 1030, K2 Radio. 819 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. All right, Wood's the phone number. That's 888 woods You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine, I'll roll with it. Or a lot of people will text me using the Wake Up Wyoming app. So your app store, Wake Up Wyoming, type it in. It's free. Toolbar, when the app opens, you'll see a toolbar across the middle. One of the options is text or chat, it says. You touch that, you can send me text, pictures, links like Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, my sister Dear in Lake Wales, Florida, Corey nebraska Nebraska, Redbeard in Guernsey, Arnie's in Casper, id John's in Granite Canyon, Firepit Paul in Cheyenne, there's Mandy May and Casper, Jim is in Laramie, and Garden Girl is in Glenrock. Oh, I hadn't said hi to her. Chris, uh, oil shale capital of the world. And then uh, Rhiannon Ford Danger, Mark and Centennial, yeah, it goes on and on, Chris and Glenn, wrong. John and Gillette. Uh, just some of the people who all morning long, they're sending me notes, and I answer on here, but also type back to them. So you can do that, too. All right. Lou Walago, while ago, I told you that climate activists and this poor kid that's been exploited her entire life and now has become the exploiter. Greta Thunberg. Well, now she's mad at Wyoming wind farms.
1: Yeah.
2: I I really want to play this at some dance club somewhere. Okay, so Thunberg, you know she's 20 years old now? chained herself to the front entrance of a Norway Ministry of Energy Monday to protest wind turbines that were built where indigenous people call their home. Also, it disrupts the reindeer, the migration of reindeer. And, of course, they were arrested and then let go, and they went right back to do that again. Okay, well... Arnie Brand, Brand, Executive Director, Albany County Conservation, based in Laramie, told Cowboy State Daily she understands, Annie, I'm sorry, she understands activists, their concerns because the same problems happen here in Wyoming. Members of the conservatory are very concerned about the impacts to wildlife as they keep opening up more and more and more of these wind farms. So add that to the list of stuff that Greta is upset about. She said, currently 12 wind projects in development in Wyoming. Quote, it's disgusting, and these complaints, uh, these, these companies, they don't care. According to U.S. Fish and Wildlife Estimates, Two Rivers Project will impact nearly a third of the Golden Eagle population. Think about that. Quote, it's a continental project because we're seeing it from Mexico to Canada. Uh, Blue Earth Renewables, which is developing two rivers projects, told Cowboy State earlier early this month that the company has been working with the U.S. Fish Wildlife as well as Bureau of Land Management on the layout and design to mitigate eagle populations in the area. Well, hang on. As we've talked about before, if an oil company puts up one rig and one eagle dies anywhere near it, that oil company is in big trouble. Wind farms are allowed to take so many eagles per year, and it's okay. Spokesperson for the company said these efforts will continue throughout the life of the project. Duke Energy, which operates top of the world wind farm, Converse County, is using uh, detection systems, which every time these big birds get into the area, the blades stop. Now, that's crazy. There's constantly birds in and out of the area. You're going to stop them every time. This is add this to the list of why this a form of energy isn't reliable, because you got to constantly shut them down for all sorts of reasons. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too windy. It's not windy enough. Birds in the area. Snow, ice. Steve Malloy, an analyst with the Competitive Enterprise Institute, who serves on the EPA transition team from the Trump administration, told Cowboy State Daily the impacts of wind energy to wildlife. Well, they're going to become more apparent as more projects are built. You think? Malloy cites article, February twenty eighth edition, New York Times, about the twenty third the twenty third whale that is now washed up on the East Coast. Article contemplates a number of possible causes. Added to that list is well, it could be the wind farms we're building. Up. The reason they say that is because they didn't have a problem with any whales washing up until this until they started building wind farms that's why people think maybe it's wind farms we don't know that for sure yet but add that to the list of real good possibilities because they did not have that problem until the wind turbines were built quote greta said she thinks the world is going to end but we can't put wind turbines in norway because the reindeer herds are going to be disturbed somehow, it's crazy. They say whatever needs to be said at the moment, Molloy said. So, uh, recently, uh, let me see, from, uh, someone went on vacation here to Norway, where her husband, who is a descendant of Norwegians, did a family tracing expedition, saw signs of Norwegian farms had uh, Put up wind turbines in their meadows, and began to see the impact of that. Mm. She said, despite all of the open area Wyoming has, the number of wind projects going up is eventually gonna lead into some unintended consequences across the state. You can't build wind and and solve everybody's dilemma. It's not space efficient, she says. Okay, well, um. You get the basic idea of the story. It's interesting that even Greta, of all people, has turned on the wind industry in that one place. But I'd like to ask Greta, because I do think at a very young age, they exploited her. Now she's 20 years old, and exactly what is she supposed to do for a living? She's trying to keep the ball rolling on this. She makes her living out of activism. She recently wrote a book when that book came out if you look at it what the same question i'm about to ask exactly what do you want to do greta to solve the problem that you think is coming what exactly do do you want us to do because if we did everything you said most of the human race would disappear there's no way we could exist if we did everything Greta wants us to do in her book. Even when we try to do things like, okay, fine, you want wind power, you want solar power, you want, okay, we'll go ahead and do that for you, Greta. Then she shows up protesting wind power. So what is it you want us to do, Greta? I would love for you to tell us a pathway. What do you think will actually work? And I don't think that there is a solution here. For some members of the cult of climate change, which Greta has become a a member of, for some members of the cult of climate change, It's not about finding a resolution because they're making money off of this. I don't know what Greta makes. I have no idea what her activism or her books make for her. Other people have become billionaires off of it, like Al Gore, to name one. I don't know if she's that successful or not. But if the issue were to go away, what exactly would she do for a living? That's one of the reasons that I I look at people who make a living on climate activism and other types of activism as people who really don't ever want to solve the problem that they claim they want to solve. Because if the problem goes away, they're no longer making a living at it. And then what exactly are they supposed to do with their lives? All right. So Greta will continue to do this for as long as she can possibly milk it, which she hopes is for the rest of her life. Although she honestly does think that she's not going to live a very long life at the same time, I wonder if we were to provide Greta with a nice, luxurious living? I mean, she's making a lot of let's assume let's for the fun of it assume she's making a lot of money off of this. Do you think she starts draw flying around in corporate jets and like the other climate hypocrites, or does she Live true to what she says. I bet at some point her hypocrisy starts to show. At some point. All right, coming up on 830, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. 888 97 Woods is the phone number. That's 888 97 W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject fine. I mean, we got a nice long segment of welcome phones coming up in just a couple of minutes from now. So wake up, Wyoming.
0: Chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. But
2: You're just going to love this one. Oh, this is just perfect. So if you, let's say you're, I, yeah, I pick on a lot of electric vehicles, I know. It's just so much to pick on. It's low-hanging fruit, right? Like this, for example. See, last hour I told you about a dish jockey in the UK who missed a day of work because he and his fiance were stuck in their electric car for five hours. <laughs> okay, so uh, if you miss your payment on Ford's latest EV and, and, self-driving car, then it could just repossess itself and drive away without you. (laughs) They don't have to do that with just electric vehicles, any self-driving car. Now, personally, on the one hand, I love it when technology is pushed to the limit and they come up with all sorts of great new things. On a long drive cross-country, which I've done many, many, many hours on the road, i can see okay you want you're on an interstate right you want to go ahead and put it in auto and just let it drive then all you got to do is sit there and monitor and make sure it's doing okay that's it you don't kick your seat back and go to sleep no you just go to monitor and make sure it's doing okay and that way you can relax a little bit you know if you're going to take cruise control for your foot why not for the steering wheel too fine other than that i would never use one because i i even drive a car with a millennial anti-theft device stick shift Because I prefer to do it myself. I like doing it. So as much as I love the technology, I like doing things manually because, well, I didn't get a driver's license to not drive. Same thing with flying. You know, you would be surprised the computer controls on airplanes today. In fact, if you're with, uh, not on every plane, on newer ones, if the pilot, let's say, has a heart attack and die... You can go over as a passenger and push a button, and the plane will select the nearest airport that can handle whatever size plane you're flying and will land itself. Yeah, that's the thing now. Yeah, they, it, it, The autopilots do all sorts of things. I prefer not to die, first off, and to handle all the controls myself. I like the older manual because you know I didn't go through all the trouble to get up in the air to become a passenger. But that's me. Some people like to flip it over to auto. But then you miss a payment. The story says this basically feels like a parody of a self-driving technology, but it's 100% real. Ford patents self-driving car that repossesses itself. So you missed a payment. You go to bed. You wake up the next morning. Your car's gone. It drove itself away. Now, what if? I don't know. What if you park the car in the garage? I guess it can't get out. Ford is not taking any chances with owners missing car payments. The company's working on a system that prompts the vehicle to repossess itself. Newly awarded patent describes a self driving back to the showroom car or a scrapyard if the owner does not answer messages about the delinquent account. So, scrapyard? Wait, what? If the car is high mileage, then, I mean, really high mileage, it will go drive itself. You think I'm making this up. I'm not. To a scrapyard where it can just be scrapped and maybe even crushed. The car will destroy itself. I wonder if the car gets too depressed, like Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Does it just drive itself off a cliff? Hopefully not with you in it. Before that gets to a grim point, however, Ford will be nice enough to give you a little leeway. The story says the American car maker would start the process by disabling comfort features and making noises inside the car, letting you know, hey, you you should have made a payment. So the, the car is going to get annoying. You got to start the car and drive across town. You need your air conditioner or your heater. It doesn't go on. You want to know why and a message is because you didn't make a payment. If all else fails, Ford will activate the self-driving feature and the owner has no choice. What if you're in the car when it activates the self-driving feature? I don't know. I'm asking questions here. Just imagine you make an innocent mistake. You fail to put your new debit card on the payment plan and you forget a payment. And then one morning you go out to drive to work and your car is literally Carjacking itself—that would really make difference. You ever like to watch some of you those repo man shows where they repossess? I tried watching one. I, I couldn't. But they have these repo television shows where somebody hasn't made payments on their car, truck, whatever, and here comes the repo man. And a lot of times there's a fight and all this kind of stuff, you know. Well, what are you going to do then? There's no more... For, for repo guys listening to me right now, this could put you out of business. Not right away, but in the long term, this could put you out of business. All right, so there's that. That's unbelievable enough. Now, this next one is just really cool. I'm going to tell Frank about this when we get into the next break here. An engineer in Powell, Wyoming, has developed a military-grade drone that he claims can blow up air and ground targets. So if your car is making a getaway, could you send your drone out to blow it up? Ron, uh, Tom Roman, President and CEO of Powell based GT Aeronautics, flew light attack aircraft in the Navy. He graduated from the Naval Fighter Weapons School, popularly known as Top Gun, and he has over 300 carrier landings, that's impressive, and 30,000 military and commercial flight hours. After he got out of the Navy, he noticed the Department of Defense really wasn't pursuing unmanned military aircraft like he thought they should. What happens, he says, if I design a weaponized unmanned aircraft that is similar to light attack aircraft that flew off of carriers? So I began designing what he calls the bandit, an unmanned aircraft, which are sometimes called drones... Capable of launching smaller aircraft, uh, affectionately call- called bandots, as in robot, which will seek out the enemy and destroy them from the sky. Right. So his um, aeronautics hangar out of Powell Municipal Airport, when the company moved there in 2016, at the facility of the unmanned aerial vehicles that he's designed for the purpose. Of Well, he's going to be field testing them soon. I would love to be there for a field test. The company started in 1998 designing radio control composite aircraft, which are aircraft other than uh, attack aircraft can be launched or flown separately. This is before people were buzzing around in quadcopters. Roman has a degree in aeronautical engineering, at Ohio State University. He started using his knowledge to design and build the type of unmanned military aircraft, well, sometimes you wouldn't have believed to be possible. So from that version came the Bandit, 17-foot uh, wingspan, so it's not small. Similar version, about half the size of, um, well, okay, well, you get the idea. It, it's like a small Piper airplane, a small airplane and you see, he? he's following the kiss principle he says keep it simple stupid they, they design they fly very well they carry a good payload they can be up there for a long period of time they can loiter and then he started working on like laser technology and things like that stuff that he can fire from it okay he competed years later with a navy air weapons station in china lake company won a $40 million contract. By that point, his aircraft was flying from a rail-mounted uh, station that launches it, essentially. Okay? I This is a hunter-killer that he's designing in Powell. I want to go see this thing. 845, wake up, my own.
0: Coming up, Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods.
2: 8.48 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Campino waiting by. Frank, I'm actually going to give you a choice this time around, okay? Uh, uh You bee. can, uh... B. What, B? There's no B. Oh.
4: Uh,
2: the world's smartest dad, the engineer in Wyoming who's developed a killer flying drone or the radio hat. Um... I'm the dad thing. The dad. Oh, you're gonna love this one. Okay, so imagine you've got a young son, and the kid wants it's a little kid, you know, <laughs> and the kid wants to go sledding. Well, this means he needs help. You put him on the sled. He goes all the way down the hill. You got to go down and get him.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: you have gonna bring him all the way back up, and he wants to go again.
4: Okay. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. 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 You know, this those is gonna sides, go yeah. on for a while. Yeah.
2: So this dad. There's a video of this. So go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. You can watch the video of this. It's hysterical. This dad plops down a lawn chair in the snow with a cooler. He's got some drinks. (laughs) And he has a kid on the sled, and he kicks the sled, and the kid goes sliding down the hill. Connected to the sled is a really high-test fishing line to his rod and reel. The rod, I think this is cheating a little bit is actually electric uh, reel on it. So he doesn't have to reel it in himself. He just holds it.
4: That's the smartest dad out there.
2: Yes. This guy is just a genius. And so you get to watch this video as he gives the sled a push with his foot and the kid goes downhill, gets to the bottom and the dad just starts up the reel and holds on to the pole as the kid gets pulled back up, which the kid thinks is every bit as as fun as when he went downhill. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I've
4: seen dads uh, they're in lawn chairs, and you know their their kids are like hitting like wiffle balls or baseballs. Yes. But the baseball has a string on it. Yes. So they hits it out in the street, and then they, he reels the the ball back in and puts it back on the cone, and then they hit it again. He the guy uh-huh. hasn't he hasn't got out of out of his chair in six beers. Work yes, yeah, in six
2: beers. Work smarter, not harder.
4: Yes. All right, in Juco basketball, the Casper College men and women both won the Region 9 North Conference Championships. The Casper College men will host the Region 9 tournament. that will start a week from tomorrow. The T-Birds did lose their regular season finale on Monday. To Eastern Wyoming one hundred one ninety nine to drop to 22-7. Jamison Epps threw in 47 for the Casper T-Words. And the Casper College women rated, 20, rated 15th in the country and 27-3 and 3 overall. They had a big win over EWC on Monday. The Women's Region 9 Tournament will be in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska at Western Nebraska. The LCCC teams had their games with Northwest Paul cancelled yesterday due to road conditions. State 1A and 2A High School Basketball Tournament will start tomorrow in Casper. In the 2A Boys Bracket, Shoshone and Tongue River will start things off at Casper College at noon. Bighorn and Grable at 1.30. Pine Bloss versus Kemmerer at 7.30. Wind River will meet right at 9. In the 2A girls' bracket, also at Casper College tomorrow, Sundance and Kemmerer at 9. Rocky Mountain and Burns at 10.30. Wyoming Indian will play Tongue River at 4.30. And at 6 p.m., it's Lingle and Shoshone. In the 1A boys' bracket tomorrow at the Ford Center, KC plays Cokeville at noon. Upton and Farson at 1.30. Southeast and Burlington at 7.30. Saratoga and Hewlett at 9. In the 1A girls' bracket tomorrow at the Ford Center at 9 a.m., it's Upton and Little Stag River. Cokeville and Rock River at 1030, Burlington and Arvada Claremont at 430, and Southeast will play encampment at 6. The 3A and 4A high school regional basketball tournaments will start tomorrow statewide. 4A West will be in Afton, the 3A East in Casper, the 3A West in Mountain View, and the 3A East will be in Torrington. The Glenrock girls in that East region will play Douglas at 1030 tomorrow. The Glenrock boys will play at 6 p.m. tomorrow, and their opponent is yet to be determined. High school sports signings. Eric Holsizer of, of Kelly Wallace is signed with Northwestern St. Paul for football. He was a two-time All-State player for the Trojans in the defensive secondary. Robert Campbell of Cheyenne South is signed with Montana Western for football, and Cheyenne Central District runner Avery Perrotton has signed with Tech. Except with Utah Tech. And coming up on Friday and Saturday at the prep level, the state indoor track meet will be in Gillette, and the state alpine skiing championships will be in Jackson's
2: It's going to be busy. The radio hat, remember, radio's got so small at one point, you can fit them in your tiny pocket little FM radio. Yeah. Today, your phone is your radio, basically. Pretty much, yeah. You know, yeah. So this one I found, this goes way back. Remember the old uh, helmets that the British used to wear when exploring, like, African countries and so on? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Two put two big radio tubes sticking out like antenna there's a dial up there (laughs) and on the back for an antenna there's like a round loop they had to put most of it on the outside of this hat and it was sold in comic books way back when as man from mars radio hat complete two tube built into your hat just seven dollars and ninety-five cents. Wow! I mean, uh, exactly what stations could you dial in? Uh, well, back then it was only AM radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, so us basically. Yeah, for, right, and that's yeah, bad. Yeah. well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, even when you put it on, of course, the little headset speakers come down around your ears there. Yeah, yeah, wow. mm-hmm. a little extra lining in there. Yeah, that was a big deal back then. I I'm guess sure it's well, a big deal now. I uh, think. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I I don't think anyone ever bought one. I've never seen. It. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. No, that was actually a thing. The Radio Hat, Man from Mars Radio Hat. Look that up. You'll see what I'm talking about. Coming up on some local business news, time, weather forecast, more open phones, wake up, wild, reliable. 6 of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. We're at Open Phones, which I do give you every day at some point. 88897 Woods, the phone number. That's 88897 W O O D S. I have to do it again. Stop the music. Everything, just hold it. In fact, I wonder, let, let me look at something before I get into what I'm about to tell you. Let's see. There's a archive. Okay. I have certain sound effects and so on. Okay. I have somewhere. When I say stop the music, there is a record that's uh, scratched off, like you're pulling the needle off the record. I think I'll put that in there now and then. It'll just sound more interesting when I say stop the music. So what's even really ridiculous about it is I say stop the music, and who's the guy stopping the music? That would be me, yeah. So I'm telling myself to do it. If you really were disturbed by me before, that should do it. All right, so here's the story. Let me get around to it. There has been, for quite a while, a cancel culture, as you know. And if you ever have said or done anything in your past, ever, you will be canceled. They even have gone after companies, companies that have been around for a long, long time. And if a company, let's say a company has been around for 150 years, and sometime way back in their past they did something that would be offensive by today's standards then they must be canceled. Well, a Florida legislator has a great idea. I don't think this bill is going to go anywhere, but I love this. Any, in the state of Florida, any political party that has ever advocated for slavery will be canceled as a political party in Florida. They will no longer be able to be a political party in Florida. They're done. Anytime ever in Florida's history if that party any party ever advocated for slavery that's a permanent stain and by the rules of cancel culture you are done. Well, what is the only party that has ever advocated for slavery? Yes, the Democrat Party. The Republican Party was formed to end slavery. The first Republican president was Abraham Lincoln. So using this, sometimes the best way to defeat these people is to just take their own rules and throw it right back at them. These people have gone after individuals, companies, even Nonprofit organizations and it didn't matter how far back in the past the offense took place if they ever did anything in their past they are canceled well okay republican party uh, sorry democrat party okay we're going to throw this right back at you now again this guy his bill isn't going to go anywhere but it doesn't matter it makes a point Okay, Democrat Party, you are the only party in America, in America's history, that has ever advocated for slavery. Therefore, the Democrat Party must be canceled.
7: Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate.
2: This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. All right, again, That's 97 woods Uh, Real quick, got to go back to California. I pick on them a lot, I know, but this also just came up. Once again, this is people who eat their own. I said for many years, the cancel culture and the cult of climate change and other things like that, they eventually eat their own. They attack their own. Governor Gavin Newsom is really upset with environmentalists. (gasps) Is the governor? Fighting environmentalists—they are seeking the environmentalists are seeking to halt construction projects. Look, don't you don't have to California? You don't have to build new stuff. People are leaving. You're going to have a surplus of buildings. Don't worry about it. Well, all right. California Governor Newsom has held environmentalists and other activists for opposing construction of a new housing unit. In a public park in the city of Berkeley, as selfish and wealthy homeowners, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, has to do the well thing. After a state appeals court halted the project over concerns about environmental laws. And what Newsom just ran up against was the state's own environmental laws. So the governor wants to solve a homeless problem. A housing shortage, again, don't worry about it, Governor. People are leaving California. You're soon going to have plenty of homes. But, okay, we need to solve this problem in Berkeley. You can't do that for your own environmental reasons. Newsom's comments came over the weekend in response to the First District Court of Appeals blocking construction of the proposed plan by the University of California, Berkeley, the building to house 1,100 students and 100 homeless people in People's Park, which technically owned by the school, but operates as a free park since the 1970s. The court ruled that UC Berkeley hadn't adequately explored other sites for the project. And what goes into, all right, California's Environmental Quality Act is what they're worried about. Quote, our quality act is clearly broken when a few wealthy Berkeley homeowners can block desperately needed student and homeless people housing, said the governor. California cannot afford the NIMBY policy. People who weaponize for affordable housing. Yeah, weaponize environmental standards, governor, that you came up with and other people like you. Governor's really going to start having problems when he wants to put up more wind and solar and other such projects, and then all of the toxic waste that comes with that stuff. He's really going to have a problem with that. Students who oppose the project want People's Park, as it's called, to be returned to the indigenous stewardship of homeless residents. Hang on. (laughs) They want People's Park—that sounds communist— To be returned to the indigenous stewardship, homeless residents who live at the park. Wow. These people are making note. The homeless people are the indigenous people. The UC Police Department would have uh, financial resources to redirect service for homeless residents, according to Berkeley. Student activists have so-called for keeping the People's Park a historic and cultural landmark that was listed on the National Historic Register uh, and also considered a green place. Newsom's office didn't respond to any of this, however. He wants to build that housing project. But he's coming across his own people and his own laws. Beyond student opposition to local organizations, make UC a good neighbor in People's Park Historic District Advocacy Group filed a lawsuit against the housing plan. Last year, California Superior Court judge ruled the university plan had sufficiently addressed all criticisms and wanted it to go ahead, but UC Berkeley officials on Monday said in a statement they were dismayed of of the decision and planned to file an appeal. However, the project remains in limbo until the university can conduct a new— Oh, here we go. Nothing can be done until the university conducts a new environmental study. Once again, Governor Newsom, you are coming across your own laws, your own people. Critics say the law has been used by opponents of the development to block housing and products. And so, Okay, but Governor, Governor, once again, just think about it for a moment. You're going to have the same problems as you continue to try to go all green, these same people are, are going to be in opposition to you, if you think it's bad now. 916 Wake Up Wyoming.
0: It's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888 97
2: 922 is the time it's Wake Up, Wyoming. Since I talked quite a bit this morning about people leaving California and problems with California, there is one company moving to California. Jenkins? Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, I've made an important decision that will ensure the future of this company. I'll start sending out resumes right away, sir. If you want to succeed, my boy, you should never do what everybody else is doing. Sometimes you should do just the opposite. Go against the tide.
3: Yes, sir. Some companies make money, while we, on the other hand... Jenkins,
2: I've decided to move this company to California.
1: And?
3: There it
2: is. We have so many companies leaving the state.
3: fleeing is more like it, sir. Can't imagine
2: why California has so much to offer.
3: High taxes, ever-mounting piles of regulations. Such beautiful cities. Homeless camps. and speaking of going against the tide, human waste runs down the streets carrying empty syringes
2: with it. There's a reason California is called the Golden State.
3: Urine running down the gutters? We could make a lot of money there. Unfortunately, if you have any money... They don't let you keep it. Sir, have you informed California that we are moving there?
2: Uh, not yet. Why?
3: I just wanted to know when the devil was showing up with the
4: paperwork.
2: So, let's get back to the state of Wyoming here real quick. Here. Uh, those who have talked with me before about convention of the states here in, in the state of Wyoming. All right, that bill was just massacred on Monday night. Again, Cowboy State Daily article, Fear of Losing Second Amendment Rights Cited. Here's the story. So, there are quite a few people have called this program and and sent me notes in favor of convention of the states. Then there's people who call me completely opposed to the idea. So, one of the 11 bills that died in the state legislative session Monday was was only one was considered and voted on. This was the Senate Joint Resolution 11 which had requested Congress to call a convention of states. The House defeated it, uh, 41 to 21 vote. There was growing national movement. It's still going. It's a national movement for conservative states to call a convention of states, to try to get the federal government under control. Quote, whomever comes out has uh, citizens of support of this, support of the bill we've done in the past Uh, it was senator dan larson republican of powell the feds in congress are going to go oh my gosh these guys might get together and talk about something well that is a better product product than what we're going to do the purpose of the convention would be to propose amendments and constitutional articles. Some people are afraid a convention of state could change our entire constitution. Even though Larson is one of the most conservative legislators in Wyoming legislation, he called the convention of states, as he sees it, a big push for a states' rights movement. Most members of the staunchly conservative Wyoming Freedom Caucus voted against the bill. You might think the Freedom Caucus would be more in favor, but they were more against it. The, quote, the conservative group over there, they're totally afraid of it, Larson said. They're afraid we're going to go there and it's not going to be what the convention of state was advertised that it was going to be about. Nineteen Republican majority states so far have committed to the movement of a convention of states. Uh, States like Wyoming and Florida have not. And I remember I went to a website and watched a video that was put up by the proponents of the Convention of States. And they were excited that a Convention of States bill had made it so far through the Wyoming legislative process and then just died. That's going to really disappoint them because up until now, the Convention of States project has been really excited, really excited that Wyoming was going to get on board. All right, now, on that note, we're getting near, closer to the end of the Wyoming legislative session, and a lot of bills have just died. And we've talked about this before. There's now finger-pointing over why so many bills have died. Some of them were pretty good bills. Some of them not. It depends on which we're looking at. I I'm always in favor of as many dead bills as possible because I want our legislators to do as little as possible. But here again, Cowboy State Daily, the Wyoming legislatures have killed nearly a dozen bills just on Monday, signaling legislators are narrowing their focus to wrap up the session. Monday was the deadline for bills to receive their first reading in the second House of Origin. The State House let nine bills expire without receiving a first reading at all. Those who voted against ending discussion in the House are already throwing mud for the classic who done it and who should be blamed. Speaker of the House, Albert Summers, he's Republican of Pinedale, voted against the decision that was supported by most members of the staunchly conservative Wyoming Freedom Caucus. So in other words, now and they go through a list of what laws didn't make it some of these things if I were to read them off to you you would think well that's a really good idea that we have that as a law or that bill should have died whatever the case is my thought is I like the way we do it in Wyoming and I would like to see it done across America city county state and dear God the federal government where they have exactly this problem Whether you think it's a good bill or not, so many bills are always offered up every session. Imagine that most of those bills just died because the clock ran out. As far as Americans are concerned, America or your state or your county or your city, my opinion, we would be a lot better off the less gets passed. And then rein in the bureaucracy and their lawmaking ability, which they call rules and regulations, that's better for us too. The less, the better. Less is more. Less is more freedom. In fact, I would love to have legislative sessions where they're not interested in passing new laws, but they want to dig through old laws and find what they can repeal. Wouldn't you love to see some legislative sessions like that? I mean, I, I really would. Coming up on 9.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. More open phones. A 97 woods the phone number. It's Wake Up, well. Brian is listening in Wheatland, Florida, and he just sent me something. It's a meme, which I thought, actually, we can come up with a compromise here. You've heard me complain about carbon capture in the state of Wyoming. We shouldn't get involved in carbon capture. Not only is it based on junk science, but, I mean, there's a whole list of reasons I can get into, which I have before. And, and people who are in favor of carbon capture don't necessarily believe that CO2 is a pollutant or a problem. But they're trying to appease the left, the environmental radicals and so on, the current administration. Well, if we show them that we really are trying to help and save the planet and capture carbon and pump it into the ground, and then, then they'll do business and they'll buy our coal. No, they wanna end all of that. They don't care if you pump it into the ground or not, so don't waste the money. What Brian from Wheatland sent me is, there's a picture first off of a nice big, beautiful tree. And this tree has a lot of big branches coming out, huge green leaves. And it says this is a carbon capture storage plant. Well, it is a plant, that's true. And it does capture carbon and store it. That's how the plant grows. It inhales oxygen. I'm sorry, it inhales CO2. It takes the carbon molecule out and exhales oxygen, which we breathe. So you can see the symbiotic relationship there. That is a carbon capture plant. Beneath that, this is a psychopath delusion. Yeah, and it shows what a man-made carbon capture facility would look like, like they want to build in Wyoming, where they would capture the carbon and pump it underground. It's a really complicated process. I'd like to come up with a for those people who want to do carbon capture in Wyoming, I would like to come up with a compromise. Forget your big carbon capture facilities. Let's just plant more trees. Boom, done. Hmm? How about that? That would work a whole lot better. And it's natural. You want to talk green, literally green. As CO2 comes out of our power plants, the trees inhale and they grow bigger. It's better for, and they provide more oxygen. It's better for everybody. All right. Now, You've been told many things during the course of your life. were are good for you. Do it if you want to live longer, right? I remember some time ago they told us, quit drinking sugary drinks like sodas. Drink artificial sweeteners. You put sugar in your coffee, use artificial sweeteners. They're better for you. You don't want to get fat, do you? Okay. Study. Common artificial sweeteners are linked to cardiovascular disease. Oh, you mean just using sugar is better?
5: Wait! Stop! Don't eat that food!
7: What? Who are you? What are you doing in our
5: house?
2: I'm from the future. I'm here to warn
5: you, don't eat that food. Why not? The eggs. They're full of cholesterol. What? Cholesterol. It... It clogs up your arteries. Eating even just one egg can dramatically increase your chance of heart attack. Don't eat eggs. Oh my God, thank you. You're welcome. Godspeed. Well, I guess I better take those eggs. Wait, stop. You're back. Yeah, we were wrong about the eggs. How? Well, it turns out there's two types of cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol and eggs actually have both. So you can eat eggs, but just don't eat the egg yolks. So stick with the egg whites. Thank Yes, thank you. Godspeed. Wait! We were wrong about the eggs. Again? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it turns out that the amount of cholesterol in a food doesn't actually affect how much cholesterol ends up in your blood. The eggs are probably fine. In fact, we sort of don't even know what cholesterol is. But the steak! You can't eat the steak! Why not? Turns out that red meat increases your chance of heart attack. You have to cut out red meat. So no steak! Godspeed. Wait! We were wrong about the steak. It's the toast. Man was not meant to eat bread.
7: What do you mean, man was not meant to eat bread? Well,
5: if you think about it, human beings should really only be eating what our Paleolithic ancestors ate. So, therefore, no bread, no toast. How do you know what our Paleolithic ancestors ate? Well, we, we just have to guess, right? I mean, we don't have any way of knowing. Wh- okay, went back to the Paleolithic. They are not doing well. I don't know what we were thinking. If anything, we should all be eating a lot more bread. Jeez, so I guess just um, ignore everything I've said and exercise. Exercise, Okay. Yeah, you guys could probably use it. You've been just sitting here for the last 35 years. It's been five minutes. Right. Time travel. Turns out it's genetic. Doesn't matter whether you exercise or what you eat. I'm sorry I ruined your meal.
7: Do you want some eggs?
5: I'd love some.
2: Sure. So, uh, yeah, use that artificial sweetener because that's better for you than sugar. You shouldn't be eating sugar. Sugar will make you fat, so do the artificial sweetener thing. Second thought, it's going to lead to cardiovascular disease. So remember the whole butter margarine thing? Oh, I remember that. Stop eating butter. It's bad for you. Eat margarine. Then again, eating margarine is like just eating plastic that gets stuck in your arteries. It's much worse for you. Hey, go back to butter. 942, Wake Up Wyoming.
0: Radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods.
2: Nine forty-eight. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by... Uh, Frank, you know a little bit about kids, little babies, and stuff like that? Well, from years ago. Okay. Uh, A little bit of a concern here. My oldest niece has had a baby, which I went down to Florida to babysit, spend some time with. The thing is still, of course, crawling around and crunching on crumbs, hence crumb cruncher, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Every time there's a picture taken, they try to get the kid in some cute pose. Mm, Of course. The kid looks confused and concerned like he has questions
4: yes like uh, why are you doing this to me yeah yeah over what? and
2: over yeah. and over again who are you what planet am i on that's a legitimate question what planet am i on isn't one picture good enough uh no no see way back when like when you became a dad you only had so much film available so pictures were a premium Right, yeah, you took a few. Sure. Now pictures are like a daily, nonstop thing. Oh, you could take hundreds, thousands. Oh, yeah. Your phone is not going to run out of film. No. Even though people pick up their phone and say, "I'm going to film it," when there's no film in there. Right. But anyway, so they, there's all of these pictures, and yeah, you know, the kid's a really good-looking kid. I mean, he's from my family. I mean, come on, obviously oh, a I mean, good-looking kid. Yeah. yeah. But he always has that look on his face that he has questions. And concerns and I am really worried that when he gets old enough to actually start voicing <laughs> those questions and concerns like, what are you doing yeah what is going to come took out my of that picture no. last hour uh, yeah right yeah constant non-stop and of course everybody around him looks happy and joyful and smiling and sometimes their expressions are even cartoonish you know when a parent overly expresses himself while posing with the baby well, that's another one. So, yes, it yeah. could be a, a solo picture. Uh-huh. Oh,
4: now, now you're with your brother
2: and sister. Now yeah, you're sure. with your
4: mother and father. Oh, yeah. there's there's Grandpa Roy.
2: Right. You know, and at what point do you run out of first-time pictures? Evidently, once you get past Uncle John I, I or something. I guess so. I had to constantly take first-time pictures, which, by the way, I do not need to see a picture of his first successful poop. No, you don't. I, I really don't need these things here. Now, his first step, if you happen to catch that, cool. That's a neat thing.
4: If, you know, at the right place at the right time, yes.
2: If you happen to be, yeah. That Those are the cool things that we want to see. But I don't know. At some point, maybe I should get a hold of some, uh, not just child psychologists, baby psychologists, and show them pictures. I know this is a little infant, but why does this kid look so concerned? as if he asked questions, perhaps, maybe, they should not turn on the news in the house.
4: No, 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 then, then you're, you're already worrying yourself
2: yeah. way too early in life. He's starting to have that expression on his face like, hey, mom, put me back. <laughs>
4: yeah. okay. State high school wrestling, the state high school 1A and 2A basketball tournament will start tomorrow in Casper. In the 2A boys bracket, Shoshone and Tongue River will start things off at Casper College at noon. Bighorn and Grable at 1.30. Pine Bluffs and Kemmerer at 7.30. Wind River will meet right at 9. In the 2A girls bracket, also at Casper College tomorrow. Sundance and Kemmerer at 9 in the morning. Rocky Mountain at Burns at 10.30. Wyoming Indy will play Tongue River at 4.30. And at 6 p.m., it's Lingle and Shoshone. Over in the 1A Boys Bracket tomorrow at the Ford Center, KC will play Cokeville at noon, Upton and Farson at 1.30, Southeast versus Burlington at 7.30, Saratoga and Hewlett at 9. In the 1A Girls Bracket tomorrow at the Ford Center at 9 a.m., it's Upton and Little Snake River, Cokeville and Rock River at 10.30. Burlington will take on Vita Claremont at 4.30, and Southeast plays in Camden at 6. The 3A and 4A Regional Basketball Tournaments will begin tomorrow statewide. The 4A West will be in Afton, the 4A East, in Casper. The 3A West will be in Mountain View and the 3A East will be in Torrington. The Glenrock girls will be in that Torrington regional meeting Douglas at 1030 on Thursday. The Glenrock boys will also be there tomorrow at 6 p.m. High school signings. Eric Holzheiser of Kelly Walsh has signed with Northwestern St. Paul for football as a two-time All-State player for the Trojans in the defensive secondary. Robert Campbell of Cheyenne South has signed with Montana Western for football and Cheyenne Central distance runner Avery Perriton has signed with Utah Tech. Also in high school athletics coming up on Friday and Saturday. The state indoor track meet will be in Gillette and the state alpine skiing championships will be in Jackson. Junior college basketball. The Casper College men and women both won their Region 9 North Conferences and the Casper College men will host the Region 9 tournament that will start a week from tomorrow. The T-Birds will did, uh, did lose their regular season finale on Monday to Eastern Wyoming one hundred one ninety nine to drop to 22-7. and Jamison Epps have 47 points for Casper. Casper College women are 27-3. and They're ranked 15th in the country with a big win over EWC on Monday. The women's Region nine tournament will be in Scotts Bluff at Western Nebraska next week. The LCCC basketball teams from Cheyenne had their games canceled with Northwest of Ball yesterday due to road
2: conditions and the wind. And that's it in sports. Road conditions win, but that's not going to be your problem for a while. Weather, not perfect, according to Day, but people will be able to get around. So you're, okay, you're, that,
4: it's, it's passable. You know, just yes, everyone be careful. You know? yeah, that's
2: exactly right. So are you going out of town? No, I'm that, right here. The, the state one and
4: 2A tournament is right here you're in right town.
2: right here. Oh, that's convenient. For, I guess where you are is convenient because being centrally located... Does that mean that more happens? Well, I, I think that's I mean, maybe the reason they have the state tournaments here in the in the first
4: place. Okay. Because we're in the middle, and the travel isn't so bad for, okay. you know, I mean, okay. you know, four or five hours for some, two or three yeah. for others, but that's part I of the deal. I kind uh, of
2: wonder, did they move stuff around, or did they have it not, in the middle uh, of the state because?
4: Basketball, volleyball, wrestling, track. All right there here, and then some of the and so, and the other events just kind of rotate all over the state.
2: And Frank is happy because he gets to sleep in his own bed. It's a home game. All right. It's a home game, home bed. Thank yeah. you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. It's national. It's local. It's an update on your weather forecast. And then it's Wake Up Wyoming.